What's up, everybody? It's Riley's Cantina time. We have our first reactions to Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Also, James Bond, the replacement for Daniel Craig, won't be announced until next year. And we're going to go right into Halloween, F September. Let's leave it behind, go into October, and talk about our five favorite horror movies to bring to that Halloween party coming up. It's Riley's Cantina time. Let's go. Hey, we did it, everybody. Look who's here. It is Emma Five live in studio for Riley's Cantina. Woo, Emma. My God. Yeah. How in the hell are you? I'm good. I, uh, you know, I've been traveling. Yeah, you have. Uh, yeah, for the first time since the pandemic began, I, I right. spent a significant amount of time not in my own apartment. Yeah, uh, that's nice. Has been an adventure. Uh, I've been busy with work stuff, but I'm okay. like so ready for the holiday. Like, so I felt like last year, because I, I love, I and you I know that you know, and, and you're in the same boat, I love Halloween. I absolutely love uh, Halloween. Halloween is, it's the end all. And I love Halloween events. And because none of them happened last year, and I yeah. wasn't working any ongoing Halloween events, I just, I never felt like I quite got in the spirit of Halloween. So the actual day of Halloween came around, and I was like, eh, yeah, I just I am know. not... I'm not feeling it. But now, you know, my property manager hung up a poster that is like a see-through kind of cellophane situation of the twins from The Shining. Oh, God. So they're at the end of the hallway oh, on the second better. floor of our apartment building. And there's like blood splatter. And so like my property manager is really into holidays. So he always decorates the outside of his apartment. That's amazing. But it was so funny because my buddy Steven lives next to him and he posted a picture of it. And I was like, I oh, did. my God, I, saw that. I okay. need to go see this. And so literally now, anytime people come into my building, I go and get them like from the front door and like, OK, because I'm on the third floor. And I was like, all right, but we're going to go up to the second floor so I can show you the shining twins. You need to do that. Yeah. You absolutely need to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm feeling much, I, like, I'm just, I'm so Festive. joyful. I'm feeling so joyful because people are getting into Halloween this year. It, it's, it's, yeah. It, 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 the pandemic being the pandemic and all the, the, the BS that comes along with it and the staying at home and all the stuff. Yeah. We had this, a very similar Halloween last year. It was very uneventful. September, I'm like looking at the, I'm like, it's mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Let's let's just click on over and go to, and talk Halloween. So that's what we're going to do a little bit later. We each picked uh, five horror movies. I like to say program, but it feels like it's a film festival. Yeah. No, that you want to bring to your Halloween party. Maybe you get there early, you put on that first one, mm -hmm. then your second, and uh, you're, you're, you're a couple drinks deep, then you're bringing some food out, and you're bringing that third movie, then the fourth movie, and then you're going to end it with a bang. We're going to get to those as well as bringing Ikaiki Shively, you're going to bring your five in. But how are you, my friend? Are you ready for Halloween? I, I mean, I have a, a, a I, deal. With, I have a deal with Heather where okay. I can't talk about Halloween until August. Until August? Yeah. Oh. Next year? No, just like every every oh. year. Oh, oh, before. I see. It's because, because you so, like Halloween so much. I love it so much. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. Well, I was I, hoping I mean, you'd have your camera on because you were. It's not. Hold on. Yeah, he's because he's high. he's he's festive. He's already he ready. He's festive today. I walked in and I'm like, "Come on, you got your Freddy sweater on, man." Yeah, but yeah, I think September first was when I actually I think it was the end of August. I put up my decorations. Nice. That's a that's a yeah. good that's a good move. Yeah, I still need to get so <laughs> so some of my 
stuff because originally when I moved into my apartment building, I didn't have a covered parking space. Right. So the covered parking spaces have these big storage units. So I didn't have one originally. However, Mark Ellis has one over his parking space. And so he said, well, I don't because Mark Ellis doesn't own anything. Um, He was like, oh, I don't have anything in my storage unit. You want to use my storage unit? And I was like, sure. So half my stuff is in his storage unit still. But then I got a covered parking spot. So now I've got stuff in my storage unit, too. Okay, two storage units. I have to get my Halloween decorations out of Mark Ellis' storage unit. This is perfect. Can I help you with that? I'll I'll totally. uh, Mark Ellis, of course he's doing that. He's the greatest. He's the best. Uh, That's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, we have all of our. Halloween decorations at my mom's house because we uh, ran out of room. So, of course, my mother's house is, um, have you seen Hoarders? It's yes. like kind of like, not that, uh, and that's unfair to say mm-hmm. when, when there, I know that people have problems with that. My mother, though, might have a problem. She's like, she has so much shit yeah. in her everywhere that I'm like, mom, can I bring my Halloween decorations now? She's like, great, throw it in the pile. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So we have them down there. Though We have the floating head. We have the spiders. We have the spider webs. We have the uh, witch's broom. Um, oh, nice. Uh, entryway sign. Cool. Um, I wish I still had. I always tell this story. I used to do a Halloween party every single year. And we would, one year, and we then did it every year after, probably like three years in a row mm-hmm. for that. I had a life-size Jason Voorhees. Whoa. With the machete. Like, what? we stuffed a body and then put a head. I mean, like, literally That's made so it dope. out of scotch tape and duct tape. But then it looks, I wish I had pictures. I love that. But we had a strobe light and these French doors with windows where the, the all the food was out and all the drinks. And I remember my friend Amy and Shelby came with all of their friends. And I went, uh, ladies, why don't you go get uh, some drinks and uh, help yourself? And they went, great. Whoa. Do, do, do. And then the flash came Amazing. and there's Jason. They all lost their mind. Oh, my God. I miss that, Jason. <laughs> I miss it so much. So I want to hear all your Halloween stories as well. And what are the movies you want to program or bring to your Halloween party? So uh, I did put it out on Twitter, at Riley Around, if you want to go there. Uh, there's a lot of retweets out there. Uh, good people, at Good People GPA. Uh, list them out. Give me your five. I'm going to read some of them on air here at the end here, as well as taking the chats, of course. Uh, if you want to throw them in the chat, make sure you do. And some uh, housekeeping up top, of course, you can go to the gpa.fun. That's our membership. You can check out all the wonderful perks we have over there, including merchandise, when we're going to be doing our next live hang and all that good stuff. So go on over there, the gpa.fun. But more importantly, we're like 78% backed now, MFI, for Kickstarter. Futility, the actual game of living. We are coming in hot with this. We are almost to our goal. It's only been two weeks, guys, two weeks. The GPA presents Futility, the actual game of living. It's kind of like those uh, raunchy card games meeting that uh, nostalgic piece of Milton Bradley kind of life stuff mixed in but all with a wonderful twist. It's very fun to play. You can get your own copy. Go to the pinned message here. Go to Kickstarter, search for Futility, and put the hashtag Futility the game. We are rocking and rolling, guys. We can really use the support and the help to get to our goal because you can actually get it and delivered, and you've played with us. I have, and I will say that my experience in playtesting it, uh, it felt like it was making a very realistic commentary on my own life, which is to say I was amassing a lot of life experiences, but oh, yeah. not so much wealth. Right. I never got to the point that I could retire, and I feel like that's an accurate reflection of what my real life is going to be. So Yeah, I think it's also a um it's going it's mine too, because I remember the last time I played, I got into the futility zone mm-hmm. and I landed for retirement and I didn't have enough money, so I had to go back. Yep. 
back out of the futility zone and start mm-hmm. all over again and uh, get some more money, which I finally got back in and, and was able to retire. But it is a lot of fun, guys. You can go to that pinned message here. It's in the description here. Uh, search it out. Futility, the actual game of living. We love that game. Thank you for the support and everybody in the chat saying how proud they are of that game. It is. And thank you for that and that wonderfulness. And Matt the Beard Man already coming in hot with a super chat. Ooh. I have a horror-related question he asks. I've started a tattoo leg sleeve. Ooh, okay. With horror icons. Oh. And I already have Ghostface, and I'm getting Sam from Trick or Treat. Oh, I love that. In a week. And Michael Myers in October. Who else should I get? Well, I mean, obviously... Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Jason, Jason comes to mind. Yeah. Um, the kind of other big horror. Got Michael Myers. Yeah. Icon the, slashers. Uh, I mean, Leatherface. Yeah, Leatherface. You could also Chucky. go um, if you wanted to the classic route. You could do like some Frankenstein monster, the Wolfman, like Gillman. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might want to. Yeah, you can get a nice mix there. You got the uh, icons of like Michael Myers. Uh, 78 Halloween, so that kind of put him on the map. If you do Jason, that's 1980, so you get mm-hmm. that 80s flavor with Freddy as well. Um, but then you go to the classic horror movies, yeah. maybe Frankenstein's Monster. I like the Wolfman idea. Yeah. I'm a Wolfman kind of guy. So, yeah, man, that's, please show it. Please tag us. Please yeah, tag I me. I want to see for sure. I will <laughs> definitely share that, Matt the Beard Man, and thanks for your generosity as always. And uh, reminds everybody, if you want to send a question to me and Emma to answer on the show, you can do streamlabs.com slash goodpeoplegpa or a super chat. Really helps you guys. It, it helps more than you know, and we really appreciate all the help. But real quick, I want to get to this because Emma. Yes. We were supposed to go wine tasting. I know, and then I got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the old COVID Unfort- strikes Unfort- at the most unfortunate time. It's literally, it was like three days before it we It was, leaving. it was. But I will say that I had a very, very mild case. That's good. The vaccine acted exactly as it was supposed to, yep. which is to prevent you from getting really seriously sick. Yep. I was really tired and felt like I had a sinus infection and I had a bad cough and I felt 100% better within good. a week. Good, good. Well, it was really, we were bummed because- I, w- I was bummed. We really wanted you to be there. And, and uh, when when I finally had uh, Emma here and we were talking, we were like, well, we got to get some Fox and wine because yeah. that's one of our favorites up there in that region. Um, and then I thought to myself, well, you missed the, the weekend. I did. So I might actually bring the vineyard to you. All and right. I picked this bottle from my good friend, Brooke Thompson, up there at Claiborne and Churchill Winery. And this is a fantastic Pinot Noir. Mm. It's a 2018 Greengate Ranch and Vineyard, one of their specials. It's really good, and I've Ooh. opened it. I opened it a while ago. Right, right. So we are. Uh, we're gonna wine taste real quick. All right, excellent. Because Emma didn't get to go with us. I did not. So we're gonna just do this real quick. And it would be remiss to say that as I'm pouring the wine, check out on the podcast feed for the Good People <laughs> Association, The Wine Life, Episode 1, my podcast, doing wine tasting with so many wonderful people in the California region, with friends, with family, with all the friends out there, anyone and everyone. I'm launching The Wine Life. You can check it out on the Good People GPA, or if you want to be a patron of mine, the Patreon page, uh, it's uh, Right With Riley right now, mm-hmm. at Right With Riley on Patreon. You get it early, and you can check out some of the fun stuff that we're doing over there. Smells Meantime, lovely. smells lovely. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Thank you for being here. Ooh. Everybody, drink them if you got them. Oh, that smells nice. I know. It smells so good. Ooh. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's... It's really good. That's real good. It's really good. It The, the first, like, 
it when it hits you right at first, it's kind of tart. Like, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's very like a, fruit it's forward. Real, yeah, it's very fruit forward, very sharp. Yeah, but then like it's got a nice like tanniny after. The finish, finish is very yeah. smooth. It doesn't stick around. It doesn't linger very long, yeah. and it actually. Like kind of mutes that tart up top. Yeah, this is the exact kind of wine that I would definitely buy like a case of at oh, yeah. a winery because uh, like I love I love a wine that does a really good food pairing, but I especially love a wine that I'm like this is one that you can just like drink with nothing and chill. And that's this is definitely that kind of wine. Well, with that being said, let's drink and <laughs> chill, right. and we're gonna get to the news here up top. Let's go into it, Akaika. Let's get the real news and see what's happening out there in the movie space. As I. Pour the wine mm. and check in with everybody there. Uh, Jesse Roach, understand you're not feeling too well today. Get better, Jesse, and I'm glad you're drinking your usual truly, Aww. despite your tummy ache. Hopefully the bubbles will help settle your stomach and the alcohol will just make it a little bit numb. Yeah. And you'll get through <laughs> that. All right, so Emma, uh, mm. are you excited for Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> um, I have to tell you that I loved God, the first good. Venom movie and not in like a, oh my God, this is a great movie sort of way, but it was such <laughs> a fun movie going experience because to me, the script felt as though they had written it in 2002 right? and they just decided to make the same movie they would have made in 2002 mm-hmm. and they fully embraced that. I love how terrible Michelle Williams' wig is in that movie. It's so <laughs> bad. Like Everything about that movie is just pure camp and silliness and, you know, I think we've really lost the art of the movie that's great to watch on TNT in the afternoon. Oh, God. And that's what Venom is. That is. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, it's 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 whether it's the classic Star Wars. I was just yeah. watching Rogue One the other day, and then I switched over to the East Coast feed and caught some Thor Ragnarok. Right. And that's what happens. But, yeah, Venom is that movie. It's exactly <laughs> that movie. Like, that's the thing is, like, this movie is not going to win any awards. It's not trying to win any awards. It's not trying to be prestige film no. it's just having a fun time making a dumb movie about venom and that's okay yeah my favorite parts of that movie were tom hardy and oh, tom hardy yeah it's like, a symbiote it's like, like him talking to himself the it's, accents he does are just yeah. like where are where are you from dude yeah i i i need to revisit it again because it's warmed with me uh, warmed is that mm-hmm. a description yeah uh because yeah, i remember seeing it and being like it was, yeah. it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. And then people have been talking about it almost as like, if it feels venomy. It feels venomy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, a, yeah. It feels like it could become a cult following, a cult oh, hit. It sure. has that kind of cultiness that I love. But the first reactions for Let There Be Carnage are out. And to paraphrase, it it's kind of like the same. It's, it's, yeah. it's the same. It's like, they're like, you like the first one, you're going to like this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dan Casey over at uh, Nerdist, I have Collider's article where they uh, bring in all the reactions. says, Let There Be Carnage is a wild-ass movie of the highest order, ultra-violent rom-com. Great. That is delightfully self-aware and weird. Tom Hardy gives 200%. That's exactly what works about Venom is it's extremely self-aware. Yes. Like, it knows how silly it is. They are not trying to play this off as drama. As I said, it is not... It is not a prestige film. No, no, and they know that. Yeah. And so, and I do like those movies that just take the swing. Yeah. And with this one especially, Andy Serkis coming in to be the director, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson looking like he's just hamming it up. 
Um, looks like he's just literally dipping biscuits into the scene and mm-hmm. chewing it. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to act the shit out of this. Uh, he looks amazing. Um, we have uh, Koi Janru, our friend Koi here, yes. <laughs> who says, Venom, let there be carnage, is absolute insanity. Carnage looks better than I could have dreamed as a kid growing up reading those comics. And uh, Tom Hardy is having the time of his life, and Andy Serkis flexes those mocap and CGI muscles to give us truly intense and visceral symbiote battles. I like that. Yeah. Uh, just kind of picking, cherry picking some, as it were. Um, Jermaine Lussier uh, over at, uh, is he Slash Films? No, he went over to io9, I-O-9. I believe. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to Venom, Let There Be Carnage, it's simple. You like the first one? You like this one. Yeah. Not like the first one? Well, that's how you'll feel here. It's bigger, faster version of the first movie, which I enjoyed, and instantly forgot about. Fun and frivolous. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Again, TNT at 2 in the afternoon on a Sunday. I like it. I mean, uh, you know, it it looks like across the board people are really having fun with it. They like the first one. They're looking for this one to be about the same. Sounds that way. But there is a post credit scene out there that I have not looked at. I haven't either, but I am hearing that it's an absolutely must not miss. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can kind of maybe fill in some blanks. Sure. Um, I haven't seen anything, but the big question must be Spider-Man. Uh, that's 100% what I was thinking. And is it the, the 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 greatest secret that we all know that everybody just kind of figured would happen? Are we getting a post-credit Spider-Man scene where we're going to get Venom in the next one? I feel like that's what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. And, I, and like... And, and and please don't think it's spoilers because I really don't know and I and I'm not going to see. I have no idea what what yeah. the context it could be. But I'm just filling in some blanks here. Sooner or later, Sony, who has all these characters, mm-hmm. is going to want to put them. Jared Leto's mm-hmm. um, uh, which God, which uh, Morbius? Morbius. Thank you. Um, we have Venom. We know we're getting a Craven the Hunter movie. Uh, Sinister Six is coming, mm. and No Way Home might be setting that up. Mm. And then we kind of filter into the Sony-verse. Apparently Maybe. there's a multiverse happening, so it could I that mean, could have something to do with it. It might be in the title of the Doctor Strange movie, the multiverse thing. So, ah, yes, the multiverse know, of madness. So. Well, I mean, speaking of Sony and, and, you know, they're owning the rights to all these characters and whatnot, this is an issue that they're not dealing with on the video game side of things, and they just right. recently announced that there's going to be a second Spider-Man game for the PS5 yep. where Venom is going to be in it, yeah. and Tony Todd is doing his voice. Tony, oh, that's right. That's amazing. Isn't that too. great? I love it. Tony Todd, the original Candyman. The original Candyman. Uh, one oh of the best my out God. there. God. Uh, I'm how, so excited about that. How good was the new Candyman movie, though? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, no. I know. Oh, I'm really ashamed of my so horrorness. Good. I know. I it's know. It's so good. I have, it's, it's, I've been behind on yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you I will cannot love it. wait you because I know it. it's out there for streaming and I want to see it. So I it's can't wait. It's fantastic. Uh, Jesse Roach, thank you for the super chat there. Message retracted, though. So I hope it wasn't Ooh. anything. Uh, if, it, if you're jumping in there, <laughs> yeah. they were immediately like, man, the new Candyman sucked. And I'm like, how great was Candyman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know she like pulls it right away. Oh, Molly cool. Damon in the chat. Look at you. Uh, uh, so glad to have you here, Molly. Uh, those are the kind of movies I love to watch on airplanes. Yeah, Venom. That is literally before we started recording. What I said is that Venom is a great movie to watch on an airplane. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. And then I followed up with a, a great tweet out there. Was finally saw Tenet on some guy's phone three yes. rows up. Nolan has done it again. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> um, 
So thank you, everybody, for joining here. Um, yeah, so those reactions for Venom, Let There Be Carnage, looks promising. If you like the first one, you'll probably like the second one. I'm going for the all-out symbiote action and to support my boy, Andy Serkis. God, I love that man so much. He is so great. Um, all Everything he touches, for me, mm -hmm. works. So I'm very excited about that. Um, but moving on to some other kind of big news. Um, uh, James Bond, the, next, the last movie in Daniel Craig's tenure, is now starting to screen. Yes. And um, it's actually opening finally, it's supposedly finally. Yeah. in October. My God. I, as far as I know, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, we're there. <laughs> but now everybody's already talking, Emma, about who's going to replace Daniel Craig. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of talk about it. I've seen Idris Elba everywhere. I mean, I, of yeah. course, I love, I think Idris Elba should be the next James Bond. I would love that. I mean, I think this is the thing. I, I I adore Idris Elba, and finally getting to see Idris Elba in a leading role in a film where he was great, which is every movie that Idris Elba has been in, by the way, he's just often really great in bad movies. So it was so incredible <laughs> to see him be really great in a great movie in The Suicide Squad. I absolutely oh, adored him. I mean, I, I watched it three times in the theater. Like, I, for oh whatever God. reason, I know, that I've movie seen it just, twice. like, resonated with me so much. I just loved it. And yeah. he was absolutely brilliant in that. There is no doubt in my mind that he could absolutely lead a film. I think what it's ultimately going to come down to is, are they going to try to go for a younger Bond? Right. You know? Because, yeah. You know, and, and it remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. But you look at kind of the history of James Bond, and I, I think Sean Connery was maybe 30 when yeah. he started playing Bond, not even. Sounds about right. Um, so it's very likely that they may go for somebody who is a bit younger. And I've heard yeah. a lot of rumors of uh, Regis Jean Page, who was the Duke in Bridgerton. Oh, okay. See, um, not a Bridgerton guy. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. name was new to me. Uh, okay. Because we know for sure that he's not going to be in the next season of Bridgerton. And oh. there's a big question of, like, hmm, okay. why is that? I like it. So, hmm. and then I'm, I've also heard people say, you know, something along the lines of, like, a Henry Golding, so that, who's also, like, on the younger side but young British hot you know let's go <laughs> yeah yeah I'm down with that as well uh, I have no idea where they're going with it I mean I have yeah. my Idris Elba I saw um, oh yeah but, the, but Henry Cavill said, I've, oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. uh, they throw him out there and of yeah, course Cavill I'm, would be good too I'm behind Cavill 100% my soups but I would really like a Man of Steel uh, sequel with him. But that's okay. And that's, uh, I think that's, that ship has sailed. But yeah, we don't know really when we might hear. But the, the producers now are saying, Emma, that they're going to wait mm -hmm. until next year. And, they, and, and they're doing it in a way that I really like. They're giving Daniel Craig mm -hmm. his, his proper goodbye. He's going to let them enjoy. Yeah, can you imagine? It's like, it's like no time to die. In theaters now. Idris Elba is our next uh, yeah. James Bond. That would take all the... the it would. It would take it would. a lot of the focus. <laughs> Even if... Daniel Craig had a um, very uh, just sort of naive tweet. Is the way I'm gonna I'm gonna write it off. Did uh, he uh, already? What uh, did he well, basically, uh, he said something to the effect of, "Well, I don't think a woman needs to play James Bond. I think we should just write better uh, action adventure roles for women." And he's correct, but also it's hard to get movies or TV shows made that aren't based on an existing franchise. It's right. kind of like, I remember there was a lot of hullabaloo with the rebooted version of Charmed. And ah. the, because the cast is um, all uh, uh, Latina. Okay. So they have a Latino cast for this um, new CW, I think it's CW version of Charmed. Sure. And 
what it was was that it's like, yeah, okay, I understand that it's like, why didn't they just make an original show? But it's hard to make something original. Yeah, that's a it's a really good point that I didn't even think about. You, you know, th- I mean, you think about these action franchises; most of them have to be based on existing IP. Um, you have your 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 outliers right. like John Wick. I think comes right. to mind, but that's Keanu Reeves. And right. That's- well, and it's like you look at something like even an Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Like yeah. I loved Atomic Blonde. It and was that great. Truly was like a super badass. Bond-esque lady, yep. but again, it's Charlize Theron. Yeah. So and and like again, going back to when Sean Connery was cast as James Bond, he was not a big movie star. Right. It's the same thing with Star. Like the like one of the things that I really appreciate about Star Wars is their tendency to cast these unknown or up and coming, like not triple A listers. Right. In, Daisy Ridley exactly, comes out of nowhere exa- for Ray. Correct. Yep. Um. And so you have the opportunity to do something like that with a James Bond. You do. Because Bond is going to sell the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know, like, would you, would a j- female James Bond rub you in the right way? Would you be like, I'm down for this? I, I mean, this is the thing is, once again, I wish yeah. that we could do exactly what Daniel Craig is saying to do, which right. is to just write cool roles like that for women. Um, yep. You know, but I do think that there's nothing wrong with having a woman play 007. It's no. a, It's a designation. It is a designation. Like, James Bond is a, a character, but like, yeah, and they, and most of these is 007 is right, back. Right, And we know it's James Bond. Um, I don't see why they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I think that the producers now are probably going more the Bridgerton route. Yeah. I think that might be the next incarnation. Um, oh, yeah. But I think about these characters, and we'll get into some of these horror movies later on. You think about your Laurie Strodes and your oh, Jamie Lee yes. Curtises. Yes. And then your your uh, Sigourney Weavers and Ripley. So, again, right? horror is another genre, a- and this has been true of horror since the very, very beginning. Horror movies were literally more or less invented because they were cheap to make. Right. Because in the 1930s, the U.S. was in a very deep depression, and also uh, Universal had almost gone bankrupt over the movie Showboat in the 1920s. Oh, wow! So I, they, I think, it, yeah, I think it was. Well, I'm trying to remember exactly what year Showboat was, but basically, they almost went bankrupt over the movie Showboat, okay. and um, so they had to basically figure out a way to make money mm-hmm. um, and keep the studio open. And so there were these sets that had been built for All Quiet on the Western Front, these European village sets. Okay. And they were like, okay, well, we're just going to take these, like, public domain stories like Frankenstein and Dracula, and we're going to put people in scary makeup and make movies because we don't need to hire movie stars. Right. That's... (laughs) Like... That is... that. It's very true. And horror has continued to be... Continued to be that. Yeah. uh, uh, As a writer, as, as somebody that really wants to see his work produced and see it on the silver screen... Um, one of the my favorite genres, obviously, that I like to write is horror. And one of the scripts I'm working on right now, I feel great about because horror is a genre that always sells. Mm-hmm. And you can you can it's mm-hmm. usually one location can be um, it's it is cheaper to make uh, for certain things. And the genre itself is the A-lister. Mm-hmm. So um, but I also love horror because of what it has done over the years. It has become a thing. The final girl. The yes. final girl has become a hallmark for most horrors. And 
I believe that is something that you can look at and be like, that is that has launched the careers of right. your Sigourney Weavers, your Linda Hamiltons, your yes. Laurie, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's, you know. And I think of some of like, you know, we were talking about this last night about some of these other characters because, and I, and I want to get to this soon, but um, what everybody's going to be doing for their horror handle on Twitter. Oh, I want to yes. hear from you on that one. But we were trying to come <laughs> up with one and we figured out that like Jules from I Know What You Did Last Summer, Jennifer mm-hmm. Love Hewitt, that yeah. became a thing. Sydney Prescott over there with Scream. Mm-hmm. It is something that has really, really kind of become the foothold in the genre itself, which I feel is like a... a they're surviving a horror movie. Yeah. The men are being killed because we're stupid. Well, that's that's a lot of um, the conversations that have happened around horror films, particularly in the 1980s, where yeah. they were some of the films where you had these really great roles for women who were very much, you know, the heroes. As you say, it's that that idea of the final girl, or yeah. sometimes you just literally take the concept of the final girl, and that's kind of the whole thing. Um, you know, something like Night of the Comet comes to mind, where it's well, basically like yeah. these two teenage girls who are surviving an apocalypse in a mall. Like, right. you know, it's like, I haven't seen that yet. I want to see oh that. Oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah. I love Night of the Comet. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's where it, it's interesting that that can exist in a genre, and then you yeah. go to, like, James Bond, and it's uh, like... I guess it's the action, you know? It's, yeah. it's like, well, it's got to be a man. But I don't know. But, like, in something like Night of the Comet, it's like, yeah, it's a, a girl in a cheerleading uniform with a newsie. Like, F you know? yeah. It's great. I want that. That's amazing. You know, uh, getting back to the James mm-hmm, Bond thing, mm-hmm. we, we we won't know, I mean, to, to, no. to, to really talk about it and to speculate. We could do this for, for hours. But uh, next year, and I hope that we get something new, different, um, whether it's a younger bond, whether it's some, a person of color bond, whether it's a female bond, mm-hmm. I think that we're going to get there sooner or later within these franchises. And I know that Disney is doing um, a lot of good work bringing in, like, we brought up Daisy Ridley with Star Wars, yeah. and she is just the find of the century for me. Yeah. I just adore her in those movies, and she's off and running right now yes. and having some some good stuff happening. So, uh, Kaika, were you raising your paddle over there and I missed it? I was not. You were not. Okay. Well, what do you think about this kind of idea? What would you be? Who would be your James Bond? I mean, I, I everyone keeps saying Idris Elba, and I see it, and now I just can't unsee it. So I haven't really thought of anyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. I'll just go with that. Okay. Okay. That sounds do good a robot. to me. Well, I don't know. Do something different. Do something different. Yeah. Robot. Did you say do a robot? Yeah. Robot James Bond. <laughs> robot. Yeah. Don't even be a human. Andrew. Uh, uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew. Uh, and I keep saying that. Android. Android. A James Bond android mm-hmm. set in the year 2035. Right. Or you could do like James Bond's nephew from that animated show. Oh, which one? There's that? like a there's like an animated James Bond show. Oh my god. And it was and I'm pretty sure the kid is supposed to be his nephew. Wait, hold on. It's amazing. <laughs> animated James Bond. I have never heard of this. This show. is amazing, everybody. No, I think it's called James Bond Jr. Yes. James it is. Bond. It's literally Jr. called James Bond Jr. Uh, is a character described as the nephew of Ian Fleming's spy, James Bond. Okay. Yep. Well, he's out there, folks. James yep. Bond Jr. It's out there. That's going to be our out next James Bond. Yeah, yep. he's just going to just graduate out of uh, the MI6 and yep. uh, the, go to the Royal Navy and uh, all that kind of jazz. But we'll see, and I, uh, I I cannot wait for No Time to Die. Last James yes. Bond outing, excuse me, for Daniel Craig 
and we shall see what happens. Uh, let's finish out the news before we go to the horror stuff, which will be the most of our time here on Riley's Cantina, which I can't wait. But I do, because I have my friend Emma Five with me, got to talk a little Star Wars with you. Yes. Um, and Diego Luna has now, uh, he's on record now saying Andor, has mm-hmm. finished filming, mm-hmm. and to expect familiar faces. Now, this sounds like a very good uh, walk the line. We're not spoiling uh-huh. anything. But what do us nerds do? Familiar faces? Who's going to be in it? I'm, all I'm saying is it better be Yaba. Yaba. <laughs> Yaba's going to be in it. have gotten to meet Yaba. Yeah, we have yet to meet Yaba. Um, I'm going to start with K2SO is going to be mm-hmm. in this thing. That's a familiar face. I would love to see... This is like familiar face for people that are more deep into Star Wars. K2, I have no doubt. No doubt, um, right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw maybe some Saw Gerrera. Saw Gerrera, You know what I mean? One. Like, yeah. I feel like that's that's the right era. Yep, um, that's a good for, call. For Saw Gerrera. So Forrest Whitaker maybe coming yeah, back. I think yeah. that's a good call. Yep. yep. Um, but I, I would love to see, you know, like Hera Syndulla in this era. Could they do Harrison you know? in this, set this up? This is perfect. Then we have the Ahsoka show coming. Right, right, right. Which Sabine is abvi- obviously going to be in the Ahsoka show. Yes, Sabine is going to be in that thing. Yes, Ezra is going to be in that thing. Yeah, I mean, that's it's very much established yeah. in Mandalorian that like that's what Thrawn, Ahsoka's doing. Yeah, yeah. Ahsoka's looking. Uh, I mean, I remember, I, I heard Mina Masood from who played Aladdin mm. was cast as Ezra. Mm. I remember seeing that online and and then it vanished. It was like this rumor there was like there was talk and then all of a sudden it was like poof out of there. So I wonder, but that is a good call because yeah. if you if you set that character up in Andor, mm-hmm. that would make sense for them to show uh, yeah. show up again in Ahsoka. Um, I mean, at the very least, we need Chopper. You know what I mean? Like, Chopper. just give me the adventures of Chopper and K2, and I'm I would love golden. that. Uh, how about uh, Balin Tilly's uh, Ooh, Jimmy Smiths? Jimmy Smiths. Jimmy Smiths, the Seeds of the Rebellion, because yes, he did show up in Rogue One. Yes, he did. I also believe Mon Mothma could be mm-hmm. appearing. Because we have, uh, I can't remember the actress's name who plays it. I'm sorry. Genevieve. Thank you, Genevieve. Oh, God, oh, what's yeah. her last name? What is it? Oh, Everybody gosh. in the chat, get to get there, get there. Help us, help us, help us, help yeah, us. Oh, uh, Ikaika, what do you got, man? What about, like, Hondo? Hondo would be Ooh, awesome. Oh, I'd love Hondo Onaka. Oh, Hondo would be awesome. I'm trying to think what could fit in there. Do you think we'll get um, a Darth Vader appearance in this Andor mm. series? An Emperor Maybe an Emperor Palpatine, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. But familiar faces, that could be a lot of things, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, they, they go to Tatooine and you see Luke Skywalker run by. I doubt it, but, you know. I, probably not, but. Yeah, we, ha- we have a lot of people in the chat saying, uh, I, I love Harrison Dula. Um, Tom Holland is Jimmy Bond. Yeah, that could work. Oh, my God. Nephew. I would watch that. That would be hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that, that would, would be, be such a good troll where they're just like, we're doing... Jimmy Bond. <laughs> Jimmy Bond. Uh, uh, Biggs, Biggs Darklighter. Oh, oh no. Is, did Alex Damon say that? No, <laughs> no. Calm down, Rich said that. I like Biggs da- uh, Darklighter yeah. for sure. Yes. It's Genevieve Je- O'Reilly. 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 Oh, my God. Toby like, Barkwell so- went O'Reilly, and I went, I know, I forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I'm so sorry. I forgot her name. I know. And literally, it's my name. Yeah. With the O. Yeah. 
reminds yeah. me of my teacher in uh, 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 social studies. <laughs> she went, amazing. Mark Riley. And I went, present. She went, did they call you O'Reilly? And oh, I went, no. And I went, no, we dropped the O because we're lazy. <laughs> and she didn't think that was funny. So anyways, Genevieve O'Reilly. I can't believe I forgot <laughs> that. It's my own friggin' name. But yeah, that could be a, another character mm-hmm, that shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the, since we, I mean, there's not a lot to go off of this Andor mm-hmm. series. We're gonna, I mean, finish filming. Great. We just heard that Obi Wan finished filming. Great. Yes. Uh, when are they going to start filming Ahsoka? We'll find out soon. Great. But with all of these series that are out there, Emma, for mm-hmm. a little Star Wars conversation, real quick. Yes. Um, and no, uh, Tinker Weasel. Tommy Wiseau is Jimmy Bond. Oh. I'm with okay. you on that one. All right. But when it comes to the Star Wars streaming series, yes. uh, what are your thoughts? What's your What are you most looking forward to out of the ones that have been announced? Oh, of the ones that have been announced that haven't come out, yeah, it's still definitely Obi-Wan. Yeah. You Obi-Wan know, is- like, I just, I love Ewan McGregor. Uh, yeah. And his enthusiasm for returning to that role is so palpable. It's um, even with the fact that again, and I remember we talked about this on Jedi Council, where the information had leaked, and we had a conversation of, you know what, this is a rumor, but chances are it's true. And then at D twenty three, it was in fact confirmed. And yeah. I definitely had this sad moment of going, man, can you imagine if we didn't have any inkling of it and just Ewan McGregor comes out on stage with Kathy and gets to say that he's playing Obi-Wan again. Yeah. But even still, his joy was so tangible. And I love Deborah Chow's work on The Mandalorian. Ugh. Deborah Chow's um, an amazing Amazing filmmaker. Yeah, and just like seeing people like Bonnie Peace come back, Mm -hmm. and it just I I there's so Hayden Christensen's back. Yeah, there's so much about this series that I'm so intrigued by, and so often I don't like it when we retread ground that we already know about, and I'm like, look, there's a big galaxy. Let's let's get away. from the Skywalker stuff. But that being said, I do think that there is an interesting story to tell about. Obi-Wan and it's very specifically because of Ewan McGregor getting another chance at that character. I I saw this really amazing interview with Stellan Skarsgård where he was talking about how movies nowadays either have tiny budgets or gigantic budgets. It's like there's no exactly exactly it's like three million dollars or three hundred million dollars nothing in between right um so horror movies yeah exactly three million dollar horror movie they'll get made every time a hundred percent so all of these really creative filmmakers who used to be working in film making these kind of middle of the road movies that gave them the chance to come up are now working in television and i think that that is um very very true Mm -hmm. of a lot of the team that they had brought on to work on the mandalorian and so you know i'm i'm very impressed with deborah chow's work and and yeah. I'm, I think that she does a really good job of telling a really kind of quiet personal story yeah. with a little bit of a gruff edge to it. That's and a great I, way to put it. Yeah, yeah and I, I can't, I, I could not be more excited for the Obi Wan series. That Obi Wan series, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm with you on that. The, the retreading on ground we already know, yeah. but there is something about the character of Obi Wan and Ewan McGregor that even before there were inklings yeah. of an Obi Wan movie, the fans were demanding it. Oh yeah. They were like, no, 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 Force Awakens, great, 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 Obi Wan. Yeah. Give me the Obi-Wan movie. And there was a movie. Mm-hmm. There was a movie that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then because of probably Solo, I think right. it was Solo. That was when they, and then Mandalorian just cements it. that oh, it can yeah. work the as a streaming work. series. Yeah. yeah. And, and I couldn't be happier because some of the things that are happening in these series, like the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. pure joy for this Star Wars nerd. Yes. And so much so that 
Book of Boba Fett is probably one of the biggest ones can that I, I want to see. Can I tell you that I had zero interest in anything Boba Fett? I had zero interest in it. And then? And then and there we are. they were like, oh, but look who's <laughs> directing it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Boba Fett is going to, yeah. Uh, who, so we have Robert Rodriguez Robert, yeah. doing some. Yeah, uh, so Bryce like, Dallas Howard is going to exactly, direct some. Exactly, exactly. But um, like Robert Rodriguez is like the main sort of yeah, showrunner force behind it. And I. And that I, was one of my favorite episodes. Robert Rodriguez, oh my God, me too. Robert Rodriguez to me is just such, he's such a creative filmmaker. I feel like he is somebody who, um, quite frankly, George Lucas would really vibe with because yeah. a lot of what Dave Filoni has talked about in terms of his mentorship with Lucas is this whole idea of his answer was always, why not? Yeah. He was like, let's try everything. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Robert Rodriguez is that kind of filmmaker. And yeah. it's, you know, not always going to be a big success, but it'll always be memorable. It will be memorable. And my fa one of my favorite, aside from the rescue yeah. with my boy Luke Skywalker showing up. Whoops. Spoilers, everybody. If you're watching <laughs> this thing. Sorry. <laughs> You've seen The Mandalorian yeah, by now. Mandalorian. Um, but with that Boba Fett episode. It was great. It was amazing. And what I loved about it, and it's like I went in and, and listened to everything with, with Rodriguez mm -hmm. when he was up and coming. You know, Desperado was a movie that really hit me. Um, Once Upon yeah. a Time in Mexico. Um, uh, the, the sorry, the, um, God, why can't I remember the first? Spy El Mariachi. Kids. <laughs> Spy Kids. Um, but Robert Rodriguez grew up loving John Carpenter movies. Yes. One of his major influences. And one of my favorite things about that book of Boba, or Boba Fett uh, episode, episode in Mandalorian yeah. were the extras, were the stormtroopers oh, yeah. that were in the background going, over there, over there. Oh, oh, yeah. And it was like, I feel like I'm watching one of those early James, uh, mm -hmm. uh, John Carpenter assault from Precinct 13 where mm -hmm. you had these extras in the background just being like, yep. And he was like capturing this kind of on location, the funny extras that are kind of standing around, mm -hmm. but th there's a there's a flavor to it, an early 80s, maybe late 70s feel to that Boba Fett reveal, because when he gets the armor, oh yeah, and he comes in there, it was it felt like a, a 70s kind of throwback, yeah, with Boba Fett, yeah. So I'm down with that. Yeah, it was. I, I was extremely impressed with um, Robert Rodriguez's work on that Boba Fett episode of The Mandalorian, and again, it, it, like. Truly, I just think that he is a really fun, creative filmmaker. And it, in television, I think he's got a lot of room to play. And yeah. I, I think it's going to be really successful. And also the fact that um, clearly Ming-Na Wen is going to be in it. So yeah. sign me up. Sign me up. And I just love where we, we're taking, where, where we're starting this thing. We know that Boba Fett has taken over the throne once occupied by Jabba the Hutt, mm -hmm. then occupied by Bib Fortuna, Fortuna, which I love that, that was he... so funny. That scene was great. And Boba Fett comes in there and goes, nope, nah, get out of my chair. So. Boom. I don't think so. Goodbye. Let's do it. Oh, I love it. Goodbye. Yeah, Emma, do it up. Yeah. Uh, so that is your news for today. Let's move on to our main topic here. But I think before we do that, Ikaika, you had one thing to say, I know, and I missed it. Sorry, dude. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> God, I love it. Uh, if you if you remember, let me know because I wanted I definitely want to get uh, your thoughts on that. But let's move on from the news and go into our main topic here, and that is talking our favorite horror movies to bring to a Halloween party. Now, this is not your favorite, maybe all time horror mm -hmm. movies. I wanted to make a caveat, and I'm gonna read some of the the ones that you sent me on Twitter. You can mm -hmm. do it in the chat as well. Mm -hmm. um, you can do a StreamYard or a Super Chat to get our attention if you want to really be known, because I might miss some of them. But 
I wanted to pick something. I wanted to almost program it like a film festival, like mm. I said. But program it so it's like we're going to start here, go to there. But I told Emma, bring your five. Right. Kaika, he got his five. I got my five. Let's do this now. Let's talk about our favorite horror movies. Give me your, let's start at number five and go to our number one. How's that, Emma? I like this plan. Okay. Okay. So, Emma, I want you to start. What are you going to bring to the Halloween party to start us off with your kind of, your your yeah. your, your horror movie of choice? Okay. So, to get us started for this Halloween party, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to the the seminal 1984 classic a Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, and this is one of my favorite all-time horror movies. I, this is probably in the fifth position. No, no, no. This is in the fourth position, I would say. Okay. I just, with Nightmare on Elm Street, I, I mean, it, it was fascinating growing up in an era where this movie was already out, and they were making toys that were targeted at children. <laughs> like... There were Freddy Krueger dolls that you could just buy at Toys R Us. I, I don't understand <laughs> you it. You know? <laughs> and I was, I'm was i with you. I yeah. was grabbing those toys. I was so fascinated by the image of Freddy Krueger. And it's the most horrifying thing you could possibly think of. He is a child murderer. Yeah. And he kills you when you're asleep. Yeah. I love sleeping. Okay? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> this too. is actually my worst nightmare. Yeah. Um. But but I think that what it is, one of the things about Nightmare on Elm Street that is so uh, important to me specifically is the character of Nancy Thompson. Thank you. Who yeah. is fantastic character. just a fantastic, fantastic character. And she is a young woman who takes this idea of the final girl. And obviously we've seen other characters like this already, but I think that she really reinvents this character and what she's about for the better. Yeah. Because Nancy fights back. Nancy fights back. And yeah, and I love the way you describe that with the final girl kind of stereotype, but used in yeah. this, it, it kind of reversed that because you have your Laurie Strode, right? You have, um, you know, the different final girls in Friday the 13th. Right. But Nightmare on Elm Street was interesting for me. Maybe this is what you're saying. She has to get Wiley. She has to yes. figure out That's exactly how to what it get is. Freddy out of the dream. Yes. And into the real world where you don't have any power over right, me, Freddy. exactly. And, and she stands up for that. She does. She, Nancy stands up to Freddy. And on top of that, another thing that I really like about the character of Nancy is she is not as virtuous as many of the final girls before her. Yeah. It is never outright stated that she is having sex with her boyfriend, but it's not denied either. No, no. Like, that's the thing, is a lot of the time, the final girl, they kind of paint them in this, like, oh, they're so bookish, and they're smart, and... Laurie Strode yep, kind of not, walks that line. Yep, they're not, they're not interested in dating or fooling around. They don't drink, and you don't get that impression from Nancy. No, Nancy, yeah, because I know Glenn, played by Johnny Depp, does make an advance. Yeah. But it's not like, no, I'm yeah, she's saving just like, or no, whatever. No, 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 she's like, give me a break, dude. Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> we're at Tina's mother's house. Can you just kind of put that. it down yeah, right now yeah. and, and we'll move on? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you on I that. I think that's another reason that I like, um, oh, God, what's uh, what's the, 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 the one where there's the robots in the mall that kill everybody? Oh, God, why am I blanking on the name of this movie? The robots in the mall. Yeah, the oh. robots in the mall. You know, come on. The world's end? No, no, no it's a, it's an eighties one. Oh, it's an eighties one. Damn it! Oh, chopping oh. mall. Chopping oh, mall. chopping mall. Yes, yes. 
But that's another one where like the main girl is like fooling around with a guy. And like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it too. <laughs> and she did, she did bring a lot of, if you think and you consider the character of Nancy Thompson yes. in A Nightmare on Elm Street, you have an alcoholic mother. Right. You have a father that works too much yep. and is not always there. Divorce. Yep. So you have, you have divorce issues there. You mm-hmm. have the friendships that you make at high school. You have... Uh, and I can't remember the character's name in this. Uh, not Glenn, but um, God. The, the, oh, the bo- Tina's boyfriend. Tina's boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting character. But yes. Ron, Ron, because Ron, yes. he, by all, it's like he killed Tina. But right. Sh- but but he didn't. But he didn't. And Nancy is kind of like she believes him. Yes, yes. She's the it, one that 100%. believes him. And it's like, wow, that's that's horrible. And like, yeah. there's something bigger going on. Yes. And she, it's, it's like, she's the one that's us. Yeah. And and then she takes on Freddie. It is a classic. Yeah. That's a good, good pick. Yeah. And I think actually probably my favorite of the Nightmare on Elm Street films is Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Oh, just because yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. And Nancy comes back in that movie, which is awesome. But you can't have that movie without the original film um, and, and again, like, I, I think that Nancy is just one of the all-time great She's an all-timer. characters in film. She really is. And New Nightmare is also fantastic. Oh, I love New Nightmare. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Jesse Roach coming back in with a super chat saying, oops, sorry for that last one. <laughs> no uh, but my question was, what scary movies um, I, Giant Baby, she writes in parentheses, <laughs> should watch that I do okay with. She liked The Witch a lot. I love Ooh, The Witch. Ooh, I love The Witch. I love The Witch. Jesse, I want you to pay close attention yes. to my f- my first couple movies. Okay. Well, maybe not my number five because I went outside the box. But okay. number four, I'll, I'll get to your question. Um, yeah. And then we have Matt the Beardman here with another super chat. Thank you, my friend. Uh, when I program horror movie nights with my friends, I always go with the fun factor. So my five would be number five, Nightmare on Elm Street. Number yep. four, Cabin in the Woods. Number three, oh, Trick or Treat. One. That's fun too. Number two, Halloween. And number one, Scream. That's yeah. a great lineup, yeah. dude. I share some of your picks. We'll get there. I'm going to go with my number five, mm-hmm. which is outside the box, mm-hmm. which is absolutely a scary movie when I saw it when I was little. Okay. Scared the shit out of me. I ran out of the theater screaming. It has a Halloween backdrop. backdrop okay. E.T. <laughs> I picked E.T. Maybe because I mean they. I they just wanted to talk to you. They go trick or treating. They go trick or treating. It is Halloween centric because it's like right on the. It's yeah. like it's like ET lands probably like October 29th. Yeah. You know, it's like around that time. And I love the Halloween scene, mm-hmm. and I love Spielberg's use of the camera. He uses the way he introduces us to ET very much like he does with Jaws. You don't mm-hmm. really see ET that much, so it's very creepy. It does walk the line. ET has a lot of horror hallmarks. Yes. But it's it's but it melts away when you see those eyes and ET and Elliot get together. Yeah. But there's that that moment when the NASA astronauts come in, the government comes in to get ET after they find him in the woods on Halloween. So November first, they find him, and ET's almost dying. It's it's just the worst feeling in the world. But I love that movie. Yeah. I thought, why not? I'm gonna throw it out there. I like it. I'm gonna start everybody off slow. Mm-hmm. Because ET is great, but I'm going to go into my next one okay, at yep. number four, and then go to you, okay, and great. then go to Akaika. Okay. Um, but this is for you, Jesse Roach. Because of ET, here's my hot take for the day. Oh no. ET and Poltergeist oh. happened neighborhoods apart. They are in the like same that. universe. I almost put Poltergeist on my list. Poltergeist at number four. Nice. I literally believe that. Poltergeist happened literally like 
a mile away from E.T. It has the same aesthetics. It is Spielberg and Toby Hooper, of course, directed it. And I mm-hmm. don't believe for a second that Spielberg totally directed that thing. I think he helped a lot. But yes. I feel like that movie exists with E.T. And you could have your sci-fi and your horror. But Poltergeist is a nice appetizer to the main mm-hmm. kind of horror genre. There's so many scary moments and- in that. Poltergeist to me is it's a movie also, and they they talk about this uh, in the documentary In Search of Darkness, which is this two part documentary series on Shutter, and each part is like four hours long. Right. It's insane, but it's so well done. It's so worth watching. But they talk about this with Poltergeist about this idea of because Steven Spielberg had his name on it as producer, yeah, it. Gave you per it gave people permission for this to be a horror movie that was okay for families to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It really that's a great way to put it. It it that's Spielberg because 1982 when it came out, ET came out a little bit before it, I yeah. believe. It's June. It's, it's around the same yeah, time. Yeah. But I mean Spielberg started in horror. Really, mm-hmm. I mean he did Sugarland Express. He did, right. but he did start in horror with Duel, um, Jaws being, of course. Uh, a huge example, but Poltergeist, man, it was there. It was beautiful. I loved it. Uh, that would be my number four pick. Uh, how about you, Akaika? What do you think of Poltergeist? And then give me your number five. I mean, it, yeah, I've heard you say that a couple of times how they're in the same like universe and I, I just, same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I just I, love that take. I, I really agree with that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I buy it. Uh, I don't. I mean, who 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 said that they wanted a movie that they think was not too scary? Jesse Roach. That Jessie might be a Roach. little too scary. If she's if she's as afraid as Josh is, then maybe not watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, Poltergeist will get you if yeah. you if you are a Josh McCuga level who, scared. level yeah. of scared that yeah. um you I know. Think, I think you'll like some of my picks. I think yeah. Yeah. I think I think so. Yeah. How about you, uh, Akaki? You were saying your number five. My number five. Well, you've asked. To me, you said Halloween movies, and uh-huh. then it's now horror, but I'm going to go Halloween as far as... We're starting off the nights. So maybe there's some kids in the house. Mm-hmm. Hey, good idea. Uh, good idea. I think you want to do this with... While well, p- carving pumpkins. Okay. Yeah. The, the night before Christmas. Nightmare before oh, Christmas. Oh, that's a great one. Perfect choice. I know it's part Christmas, too, but... Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Halloween at its core. I usually watch it around Halloween and Christmas time, so yeah, I it's support a, it's that. A, it's a toss-up yeah, for me. I definitely support and, that. Like, we were talking about decorating and stuff, and I always try and really decorate like with that in mind yeah a few years ago i made this on my like from oh yeah it lasted a couple years and then like i love that the sun destroyed i have a couple other great like put them on while you're decorating movies to throw out there before i get into my next picks Uh, i would say i would say beetlejuice which i almost beetlejuice yeah Mm -hmm. beetlejuice Um, is great and hocus pocus Perfect. Hocus like, Pocus is a classic in our so, household. It's so fun. Yeah, I love it's Hocus so Pocus. Fun. Sequel is coming. The mm-hmm. original cast is coming mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a great choice. Okay. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is great. What do you got number four? Okay, so my four and three go together. Oh, I like this. They are a double feature. Ooh, I, okay. I am adamant that these two should be programmed as a double feature. Ooh. So you're going to start with The Stepford Wives, 1975. <gasps> oh. And you're going to follow that up with Get out. Oh my God. That is that is perfect. <laughs> oh, that is perfect. Oh, okay. that's great. That's so great. So for Jesse, who was saying I really liked The Witch, I think you'll really like Stepford Wives 1975. Yes. And also Get Out if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Get out is they are both like like mentally creepy, and there's some creepy imagery, but it's not 
jump scare, no. gross, gory kind of creepy. No, and these um, are these are movies that have something to say. Yes, exactly. They both have very strong messages. Yeah. Um, and Stepford Wives, again, you should watch before Get Out because, yeah. again, like Stepford Wives is more about trying to control women. Yeah. And Get Out is about white people tr- thinking that they've solved racism. <laughs> um, and uh, that is such a great, not right? great. No, it's not. That's a perfect way to put that movie. Uh, yeah. And they're both, they're, they're similar concepts in a way of like taking people's ability to make choices yep. for themselves away from them. With villains thinking they're doing the right Correct. thing. Correct, with villains thinking that they're doing the right thing. Yep, yep, um, yep. And uh, yeah, the uh, the 1975 uh, Stepford Wives is written by William Goldman, um, who is, uh, was, was he's passed away, um, sadly, but he was just an amazing, amazing screenwriter. Um, and Princess also, Bride. Yeah, also wrote The Princess Bride. Yeah, um, yep. Butch to Cassidy. Like Butch Cassidy and The yep. Sundance Kid. And yeah, he just, he's a wonderful, wonderful writer. Uh, and, I r- mean, my writers out there, go uh, go read uh, Which Lie Did I Tell by William Goldman. Yes. It's about the industry trade. It's, Which Lie Did I Tell, I think, uh, part two. Yeah, he's uh, unbelievable. Incredible writer, incredible human. And, and, uh, yeah. and also, I mean, you know, Catherine Ross is the ultimate 70s babe. Right. And she's so good in Stepford Wives. She's great. I haven't seen that movie. So good. Her and Paula Prentice like totally carry the movie. Um, And also for me, like I grew up in that area of Connecticut and I remember watching it with somebody who had not grown up there and there's scenes where they're constantly crossing through one another's backyards and it didn't even phase me. Wow. And she's like, wait, what? she's like, why does everybody walk through each other's backyards in this movie? I was like, oh no, because it's really like that. That's like it's truly re- what it's It's really like. like that. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, then then obviously like Get Out uh was um Jordan Peele's directorial debut and Academy he, Award winning. Academy too. Award winning. Yeah, like, wins just, it for the screenplay. Just like absolutely, absolutely incredible. Uh Daniel Kaluuya is Nominated as well. One of the greatest actors of our time, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. It's just, it's so, so, so well done. And also, like, Bradley Whitford as the, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen you haven't it, seen but it. like, who? It's kind of like he's like West Wing, right? Yeah. You rely on Bradley Whitford you do. in the West Wing. You do. You know that he's, he's, yep. he's got it on right. He's, yep. he's a good man. Yep. I think it's a, Genius casting, then. Oh yeah. To put him in there. Oh, oh yeah. Stephen Root, uh, another great character in that movie. But Daniel yeah, Kaluuya, just... uh, Allison Williams really yep. crushes it as well. But yeah. Daniel Kaluuya is the standout for me as well. Oh, yeah. And it is, it does have something to say. And there's some really amazing. Catherine Keener is just like, yeah, go see Get Out. It's and great. Jesse, Jesse Roach, uh, Jesse Roach uh, says not. She's not a Makuga, so she's okay. okay. Yeah, you'll be fine with Poltergeist. You'll be fine with Poltergeist, <laughs> I think. Um, but she says, "I love that Emma." When there are two choices there, yeah. So nicely done. Yeah. Uh, I will move on to my, my number faves. four. Uh, I had Poltergeist. I said sorry. My number three. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting into some Halloween stuff, okay. and I'm choosing Trick or Treat. <laughs> I love Trick or Treat. Gotta do Trick or Treat. <laughs> Uh, Michael Doherty, uh, before he directed uh, Godzilla, Godzilla King of Monsters, um, and really got out there, he did this anthology movie that's really not anthology because it all connects, it all connects yeah. towards the end. So it's just basically like vignettes that mm-hmm. get to the broader story. But this is a classic. This is a cult classic now. Yes. 
And this has grown over time. Barely got a release. Didn't I? Don't even think got a release in theater, if I remember correctly. I can't. I. I it can't, might have been a really limited. Yeah, limited run. But it was something that I heard about. It was something that was uh, uh, the story, the the iconography. Mm-hmm. You know, horror is that in 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 spades when it yes. comes to your. You see a hockey mask, you know exactly what it is. You see the glove, you know mm-hmm. exactly who it is. You see the chainsaw, you know mm-hmm. exactly what it is. You see Ghostface. Yeah, you, you see, see the, the uh, uh, I was going to say Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk, William Shatner true. Mask. The William Shatner mask painted white. Yes, you know exactly what it is. I would say Sam, the yes. little monster that's running around, is now elevated to that. I see him I on totally there. Matt agree. the Beard Man, if you want that sleeve, you could consider Sam. He already is getting Sam. It, oh, that's right. Yeah. You said you were getting tricky. Then, you know, then yeah. my point is moot. <laughs> um, but that, but this movie is so much fun because you, you play in a lot of different genres within the actual movie. You have your werewolves, you have your ghouls, you have your ghosts, you have your uh, serial killer, you have just so much going on mm-hmm. in there that I just absolutely adore. There's great effects. There's great acting. It, it the, the vibe is so great. It feels Halloween. It feels so much Halloween. Yeah. Trick or treat, number three for me. Over there, Kaika, what do you got on your number four or three? What do we four got? Four and three. Four, four, four three. and three. I'll play catch up. Yeah. Um, well, you said a Godzilla director, so I'll go with another one, Adam Wingard. Okay. Oh. I love The Guests. The Guests. The Guests. When a I first great watched it, choice. Yeah. my yes. friend told me like, "Oh, you should watch this movie." It's great. Told me nothing about it. I'm like, "Okay, this seems like a almost like a lifetime type of movie. Like where you're like you're invested, like all oh, the mom's grieving, and then you're like, holy shit, yep. oh my god, yeah." And it, I mean, it takes place during Halloween, but like just thinking about it, like the character himself is a Halloween mask because mm-hmm. one time he one day he's just like normal, and then he just snaps like he that. snaps. Yep. The guest is a fantastic movie. Dan Stevens is he—he he is a great actor. He is a great actor. He's really good in this movie. Brendan Meyer, our friend from the Schmodown, in that movie as well. The guest yes, is, is such a great, great Aww. movie. It's a very slow burn. It's a thriller-ish, mm-hmm. I would say. It is horror. It has the horror elements. Mm-hmm. It really gets cooking there towards the middle and towards the end. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, what a great pick, Kaika. I would definitely pro- program that in for your Halloween party. What do you got at number uh, three, then, my friend? My number three, maybe we're going to keep it to 80s vibe, but actually 80s. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lost Boys. Yes. I almost put Lost Boys on my list, so I'm very glad to hear that. The Lost Boys, Jesse Roach, that might be one. That might yeah, be one. The def- Lost Boys Not is- even might be. Lost Boys, if you haven't seen it, you will love. Yes, absolutely. You're you're absolutely right. It's it's one of those great 80s flavor. Go oh. for the saxophone solo, it's stay so for good. the vampire action. <laughs> okay? Because it is it <laughs> it does have that I know. that flavor. I like literally might watch Lost Boys tonight. I kind of want to watch Lost it. Boys tonight. <laughs> So good. Oh my God. And there's been a lot of Lost Boys talk. I had my writer's room with my Patreon page where mm-hmm. um, people can uh, submit pages. We sit around, we talk about those pages. And I, and I submitted my own um, horror movie. Ooh. And there were great comments. Kyle Gabrant must be in here. Uh, I, I saw you on the chat earlier um, that they suggested, like, what about Lost Boys as mm. a kind of a inspirational thing? Changed the way I was thinking about that horror movie, uh, my horror movie. Mm. I had the inspiration through Lost Boys, through a couple characters in there. I'm going to save it for later so people can read this thing and have fun. But I love that movie so much. Corey Haim, Jason Patrick, and of course, Kiefer Sutherland Ugh. and Ioni Sky. Come on now. It's right? Ioni jo- Sky? Ioni Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's right. It, yeah. Joel Schumacher. 
yes. directed that thing. This is well before yes. Batman Forever and we Batman and Robin. Appre- like, and and that's like this is the ultimate like Joel Schumacher appreciation piece. Like yes. you have to understand, like it. You see Lost Boys, and then you watch the stuff that he did with Batman, and you kind of go, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It does. He, it's 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 one of those movies. It's got the '80s flavor. It gets a little bit, you're like, but this is 80s. Diane Weiss is fantastic as well. Oh I forgot Diane Weiss was Diane in this. Weiss. But yeah. Oh my God, she's so great as the mom. <laughs> she's so great. She's so wonderful. She's like the best 80s mom, Dan- Diane Weiss. She really is. She really is. Footloose, come on now. Yeah. It's funny because I didn't see it until like, I don't know, 2010, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Ap- like after high school. Right. And like, it was awesome because I didn't know it took place at Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where I used to go to all the time because I'm from. Uh, the Bay Area, right? So, like, just seeing that is awesome. And then, like, there's there's ties to it in um, what's us, where they're like, oh, oh they're, yeah. they're, they're filming a movie. Yeah. yeah. And oh yeah. There's that, but like, I mean, the movie's just great. I love Corey Feldman. So, like, anything he's yeah. in is awesome. Corey Feldman is great in that. Yeah, I like literally Lost Boys for me. If uh, Halloween Horror Nights was to announce that they were doing a Lost Boys maze, like that would be the ultimate. They for me. should. It'd be so dope. I mean, Alex Winter is a vampire. In this I thing. know. Yeah, te- uh, Bill. Ugh. Bill shows up, and I remember catching Bill Alex and Ted's, Winter and then getting. He's such a good is guy. just one of the loveliest yeah. people he on really the face is. of the planet. He really like is. he's so great. Yeah. yeah. Horrible, horrible death. Horrible death. Incredible. Just a vampire. I am am, uh, intrigued on the remake that they announced. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be as good, but they'll probably do a different take on it. They'll do a different take, and I bet they'll go straight horror and try to make it, like, really scary. Sometimes they can do that. It's really like an 80s teen movie with vampires. Yeah, it is. I do like that they chose the director as, like, the creator of, like, I'm not okay with this from oh, Netflix. Oh, I loved I'm not yeah. okay with this. So I'm bummed I that started that, that. Got a second season and then it got canceled. Yeah. Oh, really? I, yeah. I remember seeing a couple episodes. It was really, really it was, it, yeah. it really was truly like Carrie, but also X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. That's it right. Yeah. It was really dope. God, yeah. I saw uh, Big Lou's Workshop. Big Lou, my friend. How are you, my friend? Coming in here with a super chat. Not really a horror fan. He says, just not my thing, but I love listening to you guys who are super passionate about it and talk about it. Thank you, Big Lou. I, yep. I love talking horror movies. It's my thing. I love horror movies. It's my thing. <laughs> so why don't we go uh, now okay. to our next one. Okay. Uh, Emma, Okay, so please. we're going to, for number two, you cannot have horror programming and not include at least one of the classic Universal monster films. So glad you did this. And so we're going to go for the one that has a character who is barely in the movie and yet... She is an icon in the world of horror, and that is Bride of Frankenstein. I love this pick, yeah. Um, she is barely in the movie, isn't she's she? She's barely in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Elsa Lanchester, uh, Bride of Frankenstein is uh, a sequel uh, that mm-hmm. is sort of based on like a little bit that's in the actual Frankenstein novel of this idea of the monster wanting the doctor to make him a mate so that he will not be alone. Right. Um, and then obviously the, the movie... Um, uh, does that? It is the return of James Whale, who directed the original Frankenstein film, which, yep. while not a good adaptation of the novel Frankenstein, is a great movie. Yes, yes. Uh, Boris Karloff obviously reprises the role of the monster, yep. and um, and and again, like just it really continues to play on this idea of 
Frankenstein being the sympathetic monster of yeah. like he never asked for this and he's just kind of doomed to this really lonely existence and they really drive that idea home because the bride is like nope I don't want to be with him yeah um yeah and then the castle blows up uh it's great <laughs> uh if you've never seen Bride of Frankenstein I'm I'm sure it's all of oh I don't know yeah it's 75 minutes long I was yeah. like there's these no, movies aren't very like, long it, in those it's, days it's a little over an hour um and it's also a movie that actually has music in it. Whereas, like, if you watch some of the early, like, if you watch the original Dracula, they've added music sometimes to some tellings of it. But it's so funny because, like, I remember watching the um, 1930s Dracula and I fell asleep. And because there was no music, it was I was just tired. It's, yeah, great. it's yeah, a good yeah. movie. You should totally watch it. But I fell asleep, and when I woke up, I couldn't tell if any time had passed because there was no, like, background soundtrack. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, it's a great it's choice. It's a really, I mean, I just, I think it's a movie that everybody should, see. I mean, you should see all of the the sort of big five that are on, that there's murals of on the Universal lot. Yeah. So that's going to be Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein um, Bride. Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman, uh, Wolfman and Creature. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yep. Love all of those. I agree. Uh, you need your classic Universal mm -hmm. monsters. Um, it's become... but like I'd put Mummy and Invisible Man in there as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Bride of Frankenstein. There's just something really um, special about it, especially because it was not really based on anything existing, and so they were like, "We're going to tell this story," and the way they frame it is really fun. Yeah, and it's yeah. a it's a good pick. It's yeah. a great movie. I love the old horror uh, icons of from Universal. This is one of them. Yeah, all those movies are pretty short. You could probably mm -hmm. knock out the uh, the big five. In one night. Mm -hmm. uh, how about you, Akaika? What do you got? Uh, where are you on? Number three or number two? I'm on number two now. Okay, number two. Give it to me. Uh, I'm going to go with craziest, the best visuals of any horror movie I've ever seen. That's the remake of Evil Dead. Oh, that's it's, a great call. I love it. Like The Fede Alvarez one. The Fede oh Alvarez my God, one. It's yeah. so Jane good. Levy, uh, Jane Levy. Yeah, she's fantastic in it. The movie I love. I really, I'm not a big remakes guy. But I know, but the Evil Dead remake's so good. It's so good, <laughs> and it reminds me of the Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh, yeah. Brutal. I it's brutal. I it's wish, brutal. I wish, like, I know they have, like, Logan and, like, Mad Max is, like, a black and white version. I wish instead of a black and white, it's just, like, they get rid of all the dialogue, and you just hear the sound effects and music oh, because God. the movie's just shot so beautifully. It, it's shot yeah. beautifully. It's, uh, it's the Evil Dead we know and love. And it's a bummer, too, because that movie ended with a promise that they have failed to keep. I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. But go check it out. Evil Dead, that's an amazing pick. Thank you, Ikaika. I'm going to go into my number two, right? And I'm going classic. Now, I'm going, like, Ooh. my two favorites. Okay. One and two. Okay. And I'm bringing them for the party because by the mm -hmm. time we finish Trick or Treat... Mm. I imagine we're going to be a couple drinks in. Mm -hmm. We're going to be full. Mm -hmm. We're going to need some... Blood pumping. Oh, We're going to yeah. need some atmosphere. We're going to need something that scares the living shit out of people. And that's the original Exorcist. Oh, damn. I'm doing the Exorcist. I'm going Dude. in hard. And you, uh, you all are not ready after Trick or Treat. You're going to be like, that was a fun horror movie. It was scary at times. I have my wine. Everything's great. You're putting on the Exorcist. So the Exorcist. Yeah, I'm getting you. Literally. Okay. The Exorcist maze at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh. This is not the first time that oh. they've done it. But this year... They built it in the soundstage. You need some wine So for it this. was bigger. And oh my God, it was so incredibly well done. The way that they frame it, where basically you keep coming back to the bedroom and they're taking you through all the different scenes in the movie in the bedroom. And 
It was so great. The most hilarious thing was, too, is um, so I... We have very eclectic music tastes in my family. Nice. So the the music that people associate with the Exorcist um, is actually the it's par, it's a very very tiny 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 part of the song Tubular Bells. Tubular Bells. Yeah. Um, by Mike Oldfield, and it was so funny because like my family is so into Mike Oldfield, and so we were on vacation, and my dad's like playing all this like Mike Oldfield music, and my my boyfriend is like what the hell is up with Mike Oldfield? So he like looked up Mike Oldfield and then was like, you know, uh, yeah, nobody wanted to. Oh, jeez. Oh my God. Can you believe that I did that? You just got so excited about Mike Oldfield. It's fine. It's fine. It'll wash off. Ikaika, I need some cold need water some on a, uh, on a uh, towel. Yes. And we will get this out right away. <laughs> Did you, do you motherfuckers, did you see what I just did? That is the worst thing I've ever done. I was just about to explain how Virgin Records was like literally created for Mike Oldfield. I got, the, I mean, the blood effect just yeah. went boom. You are talking about evil dead. I'm in the splash zone. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get your uh, 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 dry, dry cleaning, cleaning. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. Holy crap. That. that should be something for everybody. <laughs> yep. Seltzer. Do we have any seltzer? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, seltzer's good, too. Yeah, seltzer's good. Yeah, we'll, we're gonna we'll be say, fi- it's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> I have the suede here. I, I don't know. And mm. Of course. Of course, because I'm the asshole that spilled the wine. It doesn't happen to me. <laughs> oh, Emma. My God. I am Thanks, so Ikaika. sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Watch it, guys. Hey, everybody. How uh, was that for you? Yeah. You got the live splash cam here on Riley's know. Cantina. Just, you, can, you can now see the camera. Y'all been sure drinking better, like so. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about no, that. No, my Emma. God, it's so fine. But yeah, so anyway, Mike Oldfield, <laughs> fascinating career. Um, Exorcist Maze, Halloween Horror Nights. Um, That's amazing. Here in LA, anyway, can say was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Also, y'all. Give me that, too, because um, I'm good at this. I've spilled my oh, okay. fair share of wine. Okay, there you go. I know exactly uh, what to do. Yeah, so I, I went to Halloween Horror Nights on um, Sunday night, and what? it was so much fun. While I uh, <laughs> remain my com- completely embarrassed about <laughs> what I've done live on air here, um, I'll, uh, tell me how the, yeah, because I saw some pictures of you. Yes. And uh, and Stacey Howard was there. Yes. Jen Sturger was there. Yes. Cameron was Cameron there. Was there. Yep. Uh, how was the night at uh at, at halloween horror nights so uh as i'm sure most of y'all know uh who are familiar with the trajectory of my career um <laughs> i was a tour guide at universal studios until 2020 yeah. um until literally the park shut down because of covid and then i was very fortunate that i booked a number of freelance gigs that kept me going as well as the gig that i did for ven whilst they existed um nice and um so I had not been to the park since March of 2020. My God. I know. Has it really like, been that yeah, long? I, like, oh, like a, over a year and a half. Uh, and it just, so, and I did an RIP tour, uh, which y'all is worth every single cent. I'm so upset that it I is couldn't worth swing at this time. Sing- so RIP, honestly, is the best product that Universal Studios Hollywood offers. Right, so that's the VIP tour, but mm-hmm. for it's the, the Halloween tour, Horror Nights. for Halloween Horror Nights. So the mazes, we have separate queues just for RIP. Okay. So, like, literally, we walked into every maze. Jesus, that's awesome. Uh, they feed you. They drive you to everything that's far away. Oh, my God. Uh... And it's 
it's unbelievable. And that's it's awesome. like, and there's a bar that's like just for VIP. So like we didn't have to like wait in line at Hogshead or at the beer garden at the Duff Brewery to get drinks. That's amazing. We just like had our own bar. And, it's and I bet the tour guide didn't spill it on you. She did not. No, my friend Danielle <laughs> was our tour guide and she was amazing. Um, it just for me like truly felt like the most incredible way to celebrate my own career. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I, I don't remember the last time I had so much fun. Um, I did pretty it, good there, yeah, but I'm, I'm really definitely, good. I'm taking, I'm definitely taking that for uh, a, a dry your, cleaner. A dry cleaner. That's, okay, great. that's on me. Okay, perfect. That's definitely on me. Sorry um, about that. Oh my God, it's so fine. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I mean, truly Halloween Horror Nights was, it, it was, I, I love that event so much and to just get to enjoy it as a guest, um, and do the RIP tour. It just, I was, it was so, it, I mean, it was one of the greatest experiences I've had in such a long time. You said that. You said you were like, that was one of the the, the most fun you've had in a long it's, time. I, I don't remember the last time I had so much fun. Oh, I really amazing. don't. Um, and yeah, we had such a fun group. Yeah. And it's horror. It's I, the, it's, it's. Yeah. That's I mean, the time of year go my, where go to my Twitter. You'll see a picture of us in one of the in the like exclusive VIP photo op area. And it's a Halloween four photo op. So we all sit down on the couch and they're like arranging us. And Cameron is sitting right next to the dummy of Michael Myers. And he's like, oh, I want to hold his hand. And the photo guy was like, nope, no, 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 please, please don't do that. And I'm like, that's that a real person. That's, a real that's person. definitely a real person. Yeah. It's, not a mom. it's not a dummy. And Cameron literally held his hand, still had... No idea. Because I saw the picture and I saw the move. Yes, he took a video of Cameron reacting. And then there's a part two of it that I'll share <laughs> where he goes after Stacy and Stacy goes, You did such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. It was incredible. Incredible. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights is happening now, mm -hmm. everybody. So mm -hmm. that sounds like an amazing time. And it, it's yeah. a perfect segue for me to finish out the programming. Okay. Because my number one, drum roll, please. Halloween. Everybody yeah. knows. Come on. Great. It's my favorite horror movie That's of all fantastic. time. It's for Halloween. It's the reason for the season for me. Yep. I always save it for Halloween night because of... Well, the name mm -hmm. is Halloween, mm -hmm. but it was originally called The Babysitter Murders, which yes. I love. A very simple premise, an yep. escaped mental patient. Yep. He finds a mask. The rest is history. Uh, I love this movie. It's it's all the hallmarks you need. Um, you know, the the final girl and Laurie Strode. Uh, the music by John Carpenter. Deborah Hill, an amazing producer and co-writer. Yes. John Carpenter at the... Uh, boom! Yum. Blows up after that. Uh, Halloween, definitely to finish out the night because that's the classic. So, uh, um, Halloween, I'm, you mine love. Mine is like, yeah, mine's for. actually three movies that you can just put on to finish out the night as people it. are hanging around, leaving, and they are very new. It is the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. Oh, I love that. Uh, you made, you cheated and you made one I cheated out of three, and I, and I accept it. But this is the thing, is they are one movie. Uh, yeah, they are. And uh, if you haven't watched it, they are so fun. They are just such a love letter to the horror genre at large, uh, kind of exploring the slasher tropes of the 90s in the first one. Yeah, uh, very Scream vibe. Right, the 70s in the second one. The second one is very Friday the 13th. Yep, yep, And yep. then the third one, it's a little bit The Witch, and yep. then it brings it back around in such a satisfying way. Yeah. They're just so fun. Those are great picks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Finish it with Fear Street. I was very surprised, happily surprised with those movies. I love them. Um, my favorite was the second one. Maybe it's because of my Friday the 13th, I have a love and heart. Yeah, I, mm, I, mm, it's so hard for me to pick my favorite. I yeah. think the first one was still kind of my favorite. first one's There's great. There's just some amazing deaths in the first one. Yeah. The deaths are fantastic They're sometimes. They're so good. You're like, especially, yeah, the first one I think has the better deaths. But I maybe. love that all the characters who we already met got reused in the third one. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, this, the conclusion is so satisfying to me that I almost want to say part three is my favorite. And that's, th those are out there now on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I'd go watch those now. I don't want to talk anything more of it to, yeah, to ruin your Halloween party. And, you know, you know, everybody knows, yeah. like, kind of The Exorcist and Halloween yeah, yeah, and that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Fear Street being a great trilogy, go check it out. Yep. Uh, Ikaika, what do you got for your finished Movies for Halloween. Well, Evil Dead was number two, so that's the scariest oh, one. Yeah. That's the and scariest this one. This one, love Evil Dead. This one, uh, I don't have one, but you can make a drinking game out of it because it's ridiculous. Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> when you told me, I was like, you "Hell yeah, what? Kaika!" That's actually great. For I a love party. that. It is. That's great for a party. It's cheesy. It's, uh, it's so cheesy. But it's, it's so, so cheesy. It's um. It's 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 something. It's. I haven't seen it in years, but it's the classic monsters all over the place with this thing. It's uh, Hugh Jackman. Kate Beckinsale. Kate, Kate Beckinsale. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, I do love that. It's a great, great, uh, fun movie. Not a lot to it, but that's a good way. That's a good capper. I think everybody's going to now be like talking a little bit. That can be in the background, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I love that idea. Van Helsing. All right, everybody. Why don't you drop in some of yours now? We'll read them out, and then we're going to get to our last segment before we call it a day, and I take Emma to the dry cleaner. Uh, <laughs> immediately. Immediately. Matt the Beard Man, I do like to do Separate Night for more campy and comedic films. Those five are mm -hmm. number five, Satanic Panic. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Clark Wolf. There you go. Uh, four, Chopping Mall. I love Chopping Mall. Three, Sleepaway Camp. Boom. Great. Uh, two, Return of the Living Dead, and number one, Reanimator. I oh, love that. Oh, Reanimator is so good. Uh, Vincent Zawada, thank you for the super chat. One of my favorites is Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers. Have you seen I Dead Ringers? Seen Dead Ringers. I haven't oh. seen. I, I've like, which one's Dead Ringers again? I haven't seen it in years. Dead Ringers is not. Emma Thompson and Kenneth Ooh, Branagh. Yes, maybe. Isn't that? I'm looking it up, guys. Yeah. You can uh, tell me yes or no. Dead Ringers, 1988. Uh, Jeremy, no, that's it. Sorry, it's Jeremy Irons. He plays twins. That's oh, right. That's right. Okay. Genevieve Bejeweled, uh, Heidi Von Plask, uh, Stephen Lack. Yeah, but it's Jeremy Irons. That's right. What year is this? Uh, 1988. Oh, interesting. I like that. Dead Ringers. Okay. Uh, some of the Twitter uh, responses that we got out there are some classics to, to everybody take notes mm -hmm. right now. Uh, we have, uh, let me go here. Adam. Halavik. Oh, my God. Adam Halavik is in here. Halloween, Scream, The Conjuring, The Exorcist, The Shining, of course. Yeah, I would. Yeah, The Shining narrowly missed. I there was, There's so, so many good options. There's so many great options, and this is where you're going to get them here on Riley's Cantina with wine all on your face. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses, The Witch, Halloween 78, Trick or Treat, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Mark the Bat, The Maniac. Mark, oh. good to have you here. Craig Williams writes Nightmare on Elm Street 2. I you like know, that pick. I yeah. I like that. It's not There's It's not a, a usual favorite. great documentary about Nightmare on Elm Street 2 that's yeah. on Shudder uh, that everybody should watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. There's a lot of things going on in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Uh, he also writes Dead Alive, Cabin in the Woods, Tucker and Dale versus Evil oh. in the Evil Dead 2013. 
Uh, there's Kyle Gabrandt, who was in the writer's room with me this past weekend. Evil Dead. I love all the uh, love Dealer's for... Choice. There's no wrong answers yeah. here, whether it's the remake or the original. Yeah. Uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. That's a fantastic movie about serial killer, mm -hmm. like a, a, almost a documentary of like, mm -hmm. I want to be the next Michael Myers. Right. Here it is. Cabin right. in the Woods. The Night Comes for Us. Haven't seen that. Mm. And just to show our gory really isn't all that gory, Tokyo Gore Police. I don't know that one. I have not one. watched Tokyo Gore Police, I but do it not sounds know that like one. something that I would watch. <laughs> Molly Damon in here, Trick or Treat, Scream, The Exorcist, The Conjuring, and Record, or R-E-C. I love oh, those yeah. movies. That's a good one. Are you talking about the original or the remake? Isn't there a remake? I think there is a remake. I think there I, is, uh, too. Yeah, I, I like all the love that we're getting for... Uh, Cabin in the Woods, which is great, which is Cabin another one that is like really like a like in its way a love letter to the horror genre at large, where it really plays with all of the different horror tropes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Scream. A there's Scream, a big, there's a lot of Scream. Oh, I love Scream. Let you the know, right one in. That's a big one that I've seen yeah. a, a couple times. Multiverse of Mikeness, who's here? Thank you for that. Dark Water. Let the right one in. Tenenbra and Pan's Labyrinth and Record. Yeah, mm, okay, I like another that. love for record. I think too, um, one that is missing that deserves some love is the craft. The craft is awesome. <laughs> I love the craft. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's I a have to tell you, that's I, a nineties feeling I good really one. I really liked the craft movie that came out last year. That's oh, I didn't see it. The remake. Remake. There's a sequel. But it's not really. It's a sequel. Isn't it's it? kind of a sequel. Okay, good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Tobias Rom, aka Toby Thron. Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Happy Death Day. I like that. Oh, and, I love Happy Death Day. And Ready or Not. I almost pulled oh Ready or Not. Oh, my God. I, I love Ready or love Not. freaking love Ready or Not. Good uh, one. Both Happy Death Day and Ready or Not are amazing. If you have not watched them, you absolutely must. Yeah. Those are other ones that I would put in the list of, like, even if you're not really into stuff that's scary, per se. They're a little gory. Yeah. It's gory. Um, but... That shit ending. The women who are the heroines in both of those movies are so, 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 so great. Yeah, Samara uh, Weaving. Samara Weaving and... Isn't Mary uh, Steenburgen in that? No. Uh, no, no, it? no. Minnie Driver. Is it Minnie Driver? Is it Minnie Driver? I can't remember. I, I think it is. Steenburgen, but maybe it is Minnie Driver. No, 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 no. It's not. It's, um, uh, uh, is it Andy? No. It's Annie McDowell. Annie McDowell. Yes. <laughs> there it is. We got there. We, we got, got there, there. everybody. <laughs> uh, Cody Guest has signs. Oh, Ex Machina. I like oh, that. Oh, interesting. Ex Machina. Uh, Get Out, The Get Conjuring, out. Yes. and Happy Death Day. We oh, got we got a lot there. of votes for The Conjuring, too. The Conjuring is a great, like, contemporary ghosts. I mean, it, it's, it's, scary. it's not set in the present day, but it's a, it's a relatively contemporary film. Right. But with the Warrens, and it sets up all the other stuff that they did, so then you can watch... It's so great. Annabelle Comes Home. Oh, I love Annabelle. Annabelle Comes Home is so good. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Eli, Uncle Sheev, uh, Halloween 1978 Scream, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, Conjuring. Yeah, lots of new nightmares. And I'm ending it here, uh, so we go on to our last, uh, but Jaws. Mm. Jaws is a classic horror movie. Uh, you could call it a horror movie uh, towards the last uh, bit of that movie. It becomes a kind of an action-adventure, kind of pirate's tale. Listen to the John Williams music. I love so much, but... Uh, everybody out there, um, yeah. uh, I'm going to interact with all of you on, on Twitter. Thank you for hitting that yeah. up, at Riley around on my Twitter, yes. and sharing your favorites. All right, he, Akaika, let's go into our last uh, bit of the day, our last segment. They don't make them like they used to. Let's look at some great horror movie posters out there Yeah. with this last segment.
That's right. We look at the old posters of yesteryear. But this one's different because I wanted to actually do some of the horror movies that we all chose here. But not the original posters. Mm. I'm pulling the actual Mondo and fan-made posters to get something different. some Something fun, something to talk about. Um, and so let's go with the first one here, Ikaiko. Why don't you pull up the very first one because... It is trick-or-treat. It is trick-or-treat. And uh, I have some credits I want to get to because the trick-or-treat is uh, it's Mariano Matos uh, who made this. And you can go to matos.artwork, uh, Instagram.com, matos, M-A-T-T-O-S, dot artwork if you want to check this out because this is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love these kind of posters. It feels very um, contemporary Drew Struzan. Uh, I, I love the way... There's well, Sam. And even if you look at horror posters from the 80s, a lot of the time they had really beautiful artwork. I yeah. mean, it's like even that iconic Nightmare on Elm Street uh, uh, poster with Nancy like laying in the bed and right, you see with Freddy's hand. Exactly. Yeah. Like that, that's that's a painting. Wait, wait till you see the Nightmare on Elm Street poster I pulled. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is a great one. Uh, so let's go to the next one, Nikaika. I pull VT for obvious reasons, and this is the one I have framed in my actual home. Uh, this is from Mike Mit- uh, Mike Mitchell, created uh, the world poster design based on the classic ET, and it was on Mondo. I was able to get this. It's a little reverse on the mm-hmm. over the moon, and we got over the sun. Yeah. I love it. This is the day after Halloween because ET is alive and well and going home. So we got that poster. I love that. That's great. All right, what do we got next, Akaika? Look at that Whoa. poster. Oh, look at that. That is so dope. So this is by Jeremy. Yeah, it's not just her in front of the TV, which right. is great. <laughs> uh, this is by Jeremy Paler, P-A-I-L-L-E-R. Mm-hmm. You can go Google it. You can find this thing. Uh, I love the tagline for Poltergeist, which is, it knows what scares you. But it gives you everything you mm-hmm. want and to know about the movie. There's the portal into hell yep. where that gets Carol Ann. You got the yep. crazy clown. You got the tree that's about to eat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the good stuff. But that that feels like... Just a great freaking poster. Man. It is. I love that. Yeah. What do we got next, Akaika? Ooh. The Guest. Look at that. So this one, The Guest, is by Devin Whitehead. Uh, it's one of the best posters I've seen. I love the idea. It is set during Halloween. I love the Dan Stevens face. Yeah. The little, uh, you know, he's not ghoulish. He's not supernatural. But he's definitely got some evil there's not in something, him. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. Definitely there. So let's go to the next one, man. I love this. Okay, there it is. Oh, cool. Isn't that cool? This is by Adam Rabelais, uh, A-R-A-B-A-L-A-I-S. Oh, man. And this is, he's spoofing a little bit of Jaws. Right, but also it's a little bit of an homage to the bathtub scene. Correct. Yeah. It's almost like he's coming up. Yeah, if Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all, which is the actual Mm -hmm. tagline of the movie. Mm -hmm. But his spin on it. That's cool. I really like that. I I want that poster. Yeah. I want that frame. Definitely put that in my house. Oh, man. That's gorgeous, Adam. Adam, if you hear this, Adam Rabelais, again, Rabelais, if uh, I'm sorry I'm butchering your name, it's amazing. So thank you for that. And now let's go to the next one there, Akaika. There we go. We got the Lost Boys in there. That's a good one. This is from Phantom City Creative. I couldn't find much more of that um, on who actually designed it, if there was a name out there. So if you do know, if you're the artist himself or herself, please let me know. This is a gorgeous poster. I love that. Well, because to me, it feels very uh, 
like classic vampire art. Yeah, it does. But then you've also got the boardwalk. You got the boardwalk and that thing that they do in The Lost Boys that Schumacher does very well. And that's like he's flying. They're yeah. like flying in the land. It's so great. Yeah, it's cool. All right. What do we got next? Super Kika? cool. Whoa. I love that poster. That wow. poster is really rad. So this is the alternative poster for The Exorcist by another Phantom City creative. Dang. So Phantom City creative doing something creative mm-hmm. there <laughs> it's amazing super interesting. i love this poster it's a classic i love that we're, we're actually getting the beginning of the exorcist movie yeah. we're not leaning on the the linda blair um yeah. reagan character we're actually going to uh where max van sidao's uh character the priest goes mm-hmm. it's an amazing poster let's go to the next one ikaika i pulled this Ooh, for you the bride so of frankenstein fun. this is martin anson uh, it's a limited edition Mondo print. It was sold out everywhere that I saw Damn. online, but it is gorgeous. I, I love, love that poster. That. Yeah, because it's like showing the inner workings mm-hmm. of the bride, but then you've also got the sort of classic screen caps of the character portrait faces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It's gorgeous. Uh, let's go on to the I next one that. there, Kaika. Whoa. Oh, boy. Whoa, yeah. This is by Jason Edmiston. Uh, It's a Mondo, another Mondo print. Um, I love this poster. Yeah. I love this movie so much, I added two of them. Um, But this one is incredible. That's gorgeous. The red leaves, just, you know, the foreboding Mm -hmm. uh, implications Mm -hmm. of that. And then the shape standing in the middle of the street as yeah. he's wont to do. But you can see do. the house in the background, too. The house in the background, cool. yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that house, his house in the background. He's probably on his way to see what Annie and uh, Lori and all the rest of yep. her friends are doing. But yep. that's a gorgeous one. All right, what do we got last, Ikaika? We oh, ended there. Cool. That, to me, is Halloween in a nutshell. Yeah. It's scary. It's, it's this is what, oh, yep. that scares me. Uh, the use of the closet door that isn't a solid door and has the slats is one of the scariest choices you can make. Right. In a movie. And it's, it's amazing. Great. It's so amazing. And, and sorry, guys, I mixed it up. Ken Taylor okay. did the one previous and Jason Edmiston did this one. Did this one. Mm-hmm. So I want to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. This is an mm-hmm. amazing one. Uh, a couple super chats before we go. Emma from King Sport Cal, Halloween costume this year. I am going to be um, Wanda from an all-new Halloween spooktacular episode of WandaVision. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. The classic uh, Scarlet Witch costume done in Halloween form. That's amazing. Uh, I still don't have a costume yet. I'm really bad at costumes. Ikaika, what do you got? What are you doing? I'm Thor from Thor Ragnarok. Nice. Thor from Thor Ragnarok. It's part of the weight loss challenge. Okay, (laughs) I love that. Uh, and Kyle Gabrand ends us here with a uh, super chat. The Covenant was the 2000 emo boy version of The Craft. I love that. Totally. Covenant. All right, love Emma, I, uh, I loved having you here. Thank you this for joining great. me. Yeah. Sorry about the wine. I'm taking that. I feel I still feel really embarrassed. Go. I'm, I'm going to take this to my uh, awesome uh, uh, dry cleaner, and I'm going to take care of that for you. Thank you. Uh, but please that. tell everybody where is everybody, uh, where can people find you? What are you doing nowadays? Yeah. Tell them, uh, tell them um, where to go. So I am at Emma Fife all over the internet, Twitter, Instagram, um, Twitch. I'm at Emma Fife. I am, I truly, truly am going to get back into some 
semi-regular streaming schedule in October, I will only be playing spooky games nice. um, and also Metroid Dread. But I think Metroid Dread's going to be kind of spooky, so it's going to be fine. Uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm aiming to maybe do a stream on Friday, uh, playing right on. through some of the Castlevania Advance Collection that was Ooh. recently released for the um, Nintendo Switch, uh, which has all of the Castlevania games that were on Game Boy Advance plus Rondo of Blood, I think. Um, but anyway, or, or, or Dracula X. Anyway, it's the same thing. But anyway, uh, so, you know, just make sure you're following me on Twitter and whatnot, and you will hear about that. Uh, also, you can check out my work over on the Fandom Games YouTube channel, as well that. as on um, the Fandom Games website. Uh, I have a video up uh, one that went up on-site today that went up on YouTube last week. I recommend the YouTube version because it's a lot more in-depth than the on-site version nice. uh, about the history of massively multiplayer online RPGs uh, in celebration of the release of Amazon Studios' New World, which came out today. Oh, my so, God. So uh, please go check that out. I really, really enjoy working on those. And then uh, several other very cool projects that are coming up um, that I cannot talk about because they're Ooh. under NDA right now. But oh, yeah. I love this. Yeah. Emma, <laughs> thank you for joining me. You're one of my favorite people. Uh, I can't wait to drink more wine with yes. you and not spill it on you. <laughs> um, I will be inviting you on my new uh, wine show, The I Wine Life. Uh, you can check that out on the Good People Association uh, podcast feed, thanks to Blue Wire. Check that out. They'll be dropping this Saturday. And if everybody uh, wants to go over, check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash writewithriley. We're doing a schmodown hang tonight. My partner, the old guard, Alonzo Duraldi, will be joining us. We do that every Tuesday, 7 p.m. And check it out. We are doing something new for the Patreon page that I'm really excited about. Part of the writer's room kind of thing. We are going to be sitting down, looks like October 10th, with people here on uh, the Patreon page. We're going to be pulling out the original 1978 Deborah Hill, John Carpenter classic, Halloween, the script. Mm. And then we're watching Halloween, the movie, along with the script, seeing what we can learn, having fun. It's a big hang that we're going to do there on the Patreon page. You can go to patreon.com slash write with Riley. Check it out. Ikaka, any last words? I love doing this. Can it be Halloween already? Like, every day, please? <laughs> Those are good last words. I wish Great party so, words. my friend. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on Riley's Cantina, here live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Join us tomorrow here on the Good People Association. Josh Bakuga is back for the Positivity Report, an all-new episode. We'll see everybody then. Remember, stay spooky out there, all right? It's Halloween. Go get your Twitter handles in order. I think I'm going to be Riley the 13th, the new blood. Ooh. That might be mine. Goodbye, everybody.